Welcome to Vanderpump Rules Party Podcast, the longest-running podcast about Vanderpump Rules out there. Please join your hosts, Holly and Sarah, as they deep-dive everything Vanderpump Rules. Hi, everyone. I'm Holly Borges. I'm Sarah C. What's up? <laughs> I can't multitask. I'm writing a text and I'm like, oh yeah, I'm Sarah C. <laughs> Ringer goes off. Oh, Jared Lips just commented on a poster tagged in. So you guys go check out Jared Lips. He restoried, re-reeled our reel about the cancer jokes, really, because, you know, if anyone can speak on that, that's him. And I'm happy to find someone else found it as disgusting and offensive as I did. So, oh, yeah, what a day. It really, I I just, I can't believe that something like that even came out of his mouth. It's so, so gross. Michaela just suggested we label the podcast tonight, The Fall of the Toms. I love it. Because <laughs> they're both like, you know what? Boyish charm stage fucking over. It's time yeah. for you to go away. I'm going to reinstate my shut up Tom phrase of the night. Because literally I kept typing, shut up, Tom, shut up, Schwartz, shut up. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, okay. Um, going back to last night's episode, um, when we were speculating on whether or not Sandoval started drinking again after his four-day sobriety. Yes. He was drinking at his shows this weekend. So he went, well, I think he podcasted on like Tuesday or Wednesday with Howie. Um so yeah he went four to six days perhaps but yes he was spotted drinking beers I know he passed out shots I don't recall if he was taking the shots too but peeps there definitely said he was drinking beers okay he he probably did both but congrats you know we all gotta start somewhere four days whatever but empathy I have not for him no so um, Jax has been quite vocal he was on some shows. Oh, tell like, me. I, I didn't see anything about that. He was on, I think it was Access Hollywood or something. Okay. He was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'd love to go back and give him the opportunity. And then he kind of like, <laughs> I mean, you know, Brittany and I are working on some things, you know, but oh, we can't talk about it yet. We can't talk about it yet. And he's smirking. And then literally like an hour later, it comes out that they're, they have a little three-part peacock thing. Okay. I just have to say, on their podcast, like, uh, which I've enjoyed thus far. Um, they've said, hey, we should go back and watch some old seasons because Jack's never watched the show and Brittany has never watched the first like four or five seasons until she came on. Four mm-hmm. seasons, I guess. And and then we'll talk about it on our podcast. So they've teased that. So now there's a thing with Peacock where they're going to do like a three-part like kind of after show type of thing they're going to watch an episode and I don't know if it's current season or past seasons I think it's current because it says they'll weigh in on Scandaval and they'll give their perspective on what's happening with these episodes so you can go over to Peacock and watch them like kind of a people's couch thing but with Jackson Britt so I think that must be the big show he's talking about they've been in cahoots with like Andy on and that sort of thing that he's hinted around at but I don't know like a couple things like a are they going to talk about it on their podcast too so then why would someone go to peacock 
And also, I just think, do you think it's the kind of show that with Peacock, you got to seek it out specifically, right? Yeah. You're not just cruising through the Peacock TV guide. Like, I think if it came on after Andy or after one of the housewife shows, like kind of like the way they've had galley talk or the, when they had the four women, like Kate Chastain and Giselle, you know, and Hannah Burner do that, Portia do that, you know, commentary. If it bled over from another show, I think people would tune in because, oh, it's already on the channel. And then once you're in, you, you just start watching, right? But I don't know if people are going to specifically seek that out with them. I think right now they don't even have to worry about that. I think that the whole Scandival thing is so viral that people are just looking to eat up any sort of content. And just with clips shared alone, that will yeah. drive right to them. Yeah, it's like James when he got on his knees, like, please, please give me a cracker or a drink of water to Stassi. Yes. It's like that. Like, we're all clamoring on our knees, like James going, please, just give me any little bit. We'll I mean, watch yeah. I, and I, I think, like, if we were speaking in, like, a normal season, this would not work. But I actually think it's pretty smart and it, this probably will be successful and a great shoe into, you know, continue something with Bravo. Yeah, it's a good tester and it's good timing, as was their podcast launch. So, yeah, props to that. Um, The other thing I found interesting today, uh, yesterday, today, I saw, I mean, we all know that Raquel went to St. Louis over the holidays, like maybe not specifically Christmas Day, but over the holidays, right? Right. Mm -hmm. Secretly, which, you know, it is kind of it's not weird. It wouldn't be weird to me to spend my holiday separate because I won't change my tradition. But, you know, Tom and Ariana spent it separately. And I think normally they spend it together. But that's fine. You know, she had her grandma die. And, like, she definitely would want to be there for her family on that first Christmas. So I don't think anybody really read into that. And I think they kept it very low profile that Raquel was there because that would definitely be weird. But now I read that sources claimed... Okay, they were hanging out at this place in St. Louis on December 28th. Sources claimed the two spent a couple of days in the city, and he introduced her to a couple of his friends. Um, An insider says Tom's family was aware that Raquel was in town, but refused to meet her. Sources claim they were uncomfortable with the situation because they know Ariana and didn't support the affair. Okay, yeah. So if that's true, like his mom's back in my good graces. I love his mom. Yeah. And his dad's always super friendly. He loves the limelight too. Tom didn't come from, you know, he didn't fall too far from the tree, but um, that's interesting. I think, yeah, I think it's smart as a parent too to, you know, say like, hey, like, you know maybe when you clean up house a little bit like we can entertain something but right now like this isn't cool we're not playing this game you know yeah so yeah me too did you see that the witches of we have wine is back oh my eyes rolled when i saw that (laughs) but it was only like katie and Kristen. yeah so like witch and a witch of we have yeah Was it that good? I don't know. Did you guys try it? I like wine, but it didn't... Uh, I never tried it. 
I think it was a fun idea, but and it was yeah. like it was like fun to watch it kind of implode how it did, how Stassi didn't want to be part of it. Like it was interesting, but yeah, I don't know that I'm like hell yes, it's coming back. You know, I, I don't know. I think a candle would be much more sustainable because it also goes with the witches thing. Yeah, or yeah, I, I feel like maybe like you know something current and new to a little venture together would be okay. But to bring that back, it's just I don't know if it's working. Well, and the one they brought back was potion number one, the Pinot Grigio. I'm like, well, that's like Stassi's signature. So yeah, it's kind of weird. But yeah, that is weird. Whatever they gotta do to make some coin. Yeah, do fine. whatever. Anything else going on, or should we get into the episode? Let's get into it. Well, um, so it overlaps from last week with the kiss, and we hear the cheering. Sarah, really quick, I'm going to pause because my computer is not charging, and I've got to get this to charge, but I'm I'm here. I'm just going to pause you for a second while I make some noise. Should I keep talking? Yeah. Okay. So... The cheering got to me a little bit, you know, it's, I know what Brock says. Everyone just wants to see Schwartz happy. Um, But I don't know. I guess at the time we have to remember that like everyone was on the outs. Still seems a little disrespectful, but I guess they felt disrespected because Katie kind of crashed their wedding. So all's fair in love and war, I guess, but still kind of icky. And then what's ickier is Raquel goes on to describe the kiss and she's like, it was soft and sweet and delicate. And she's all giddy about it. I'm like, ew, that's exactly what I would picture Schwartz's kiss to be is soft and delicate and like sloppy. Yeah, it grossed me out too. Like platypus, like kissing a platypus or something like. Well, and everyone's been talking about like there, it's like the you know, rated the worst makeout on Bra- in Bravo history. And it, it was very cringy and gross. Like, uh, it's... It seemed very staged. Like, I watch Hallmark movies all the time, and their kisses were better than this. And so that's very, like, you know, G-rated. Um, it was just gross. And the ASMR of it, of that... The, I, I was, yeah. Yuck, I was so grossed out. Did you find yourself trying to figure out who was yelling when they, when they were making out? I was, like, trying to hear... Like, I yeah. feel like... Obviously, I don't know for sure, but I felt like I heard Sandoval, first of all. And then there was a girl who was really, you know, hooting and hollering. Woo, woo. I couldn't figure out who that was. It wasn't, it was not Sheena's voice. No, it wouldn't have been Joe. Um, Yeah, unfortunately, because we had to watch it live on our laptops. That was a moment I wanted to pause at and look because to see who was looking over. Yes, I know. I sh- and I also struggled with that screenshot in the end because I I'm watching on my cell phone and then typing on my laptop and like I really can't see on my phone. So I need another rewatch tonight for sure. Yeah, I have to chicken scratch on my note. I'm going through like thank God for back to school sales. I'm going through notebooks like right and left, just chicken scratch. And then during the commercial breaks, I'll go I'll you know escape out of the show and then type it in word but I'm not caught up enough so then I have to mark where I left off and then page forward to give me more open space to write it's just it's a whole process I know and me like typing my notes has been so like I'm going through reams I'm like Chad bring home another ream of paper like I'm going through (laughs) my printer like no tomorrow 
oh, I'm going through ink. Like, yeah. I went to print the rage text screenshot. I'm like, oh, it's a black box. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'll just read it off my phone. Yes. Okay. Uh, well, you're welcome, HP. We're keeping you guys in business when it's really you're tinkering on. <laughs> yeah. Going out of business. Who's using paper and printer ink anymore? We are. Yes. You're welcome. If you would like to sponsor us, please reach out to Vanderpump Rules Party at gmail.com. Absolutely. <laughs> Wouldn't that be great? Yes. HP. Uh, <laughs> so then we have them moving over to like a more private area. And Tom's like, yeah, yeah, this feels like illegal. He's like, don't tell Katie. Don't, don't, don't tell. Don't tell. And Raquel's like, like, okay, I'm pretty sure everyone saw. I mean, I don't know how many times we can call him a pussy, this coward pussy, just on so many levels, like from James' perspective, from Katie's perspective, honestly, even from Raquel's perspective, the way he minimized and diminished the whole thing, like if we didn't hate Raquel, um, I would feel sorry for her because who wants to make out with the person and then they like deny it to people they minimize it they they call it a platonic makeout like wouldn't that give you a complex yes as a girl like I, well as anyone honestly like we feel like Shandoval who lost his mojo uh I, I mean it's so rude and dismissive like I almost felt bad for her but I mean I didn't but I almost could I I absolutely I absolutely felt bad for her I thought I, I thought it was ridiculous he's such a little like weasel yeah a weasel a snake uh that i i think coward really encompasses who he is like a little spineless a little coward little spineless fish yes um but then he can turn around and be so effing nasty to katie you know he's like he's this like woe is me character like oh it didn't mean anything it was no big deal high-fiving raquel and then he's like I don't give a shit if you're mad about it, Katie. You know, it's like, dude, like, which one is it? Like, was it no big deal or, like, you're pissing off Katie? Like, the whole thing yeah, is like, disgusting. Well, was like, no, dude, give her some space. She's still upset. He's like, still? It's like, it's the same day. And he's like, well, it's just a silly little thing. And she's like, dude, it's not silly. Like, what the? I mean, there's just so many levels. And how he keeps crashing her dinners uninvited trying to like you think make amends but just to annihilate annihilate and verbally abuse her more it's like what the fuck and this is where like i call into question like the tv show that i love so much you know it's like they had a filming call time to do that like they are literally hurting the shit out of each one of these characters for our viewing pleasure in every single scene. They set Raquel up in the middle of the party to kiss Schwartz. And then they have Katie having these dinners and Schwartz has to come film a scene with her. Like, that is horrible. Like, yeah. I would be so mad. And, like, just the the feelings. I, I feel like I'm just on this roller coaster ride of these feelings of being like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It just It just doesn't end. Yeah, and it sounds like the finale is going to be bone chilling. Yes, like, yes. Like beyond serial killer level. Yeah. Um, okay, so then Sheena calls Lala to kind of confront her about why she didn't show up, but then also ask about the makeup. 
and you know she's on speakerphone so Katie hears it and she calls her back to confirm with Brock that yes it did happen and Katie feels gut punched and kicked in the face and then the icing on the cake is everyone cheering like you would just feel like the most hated person like what a horrible like lonely dark place she must have like felt like yeah um there's i'm not the biggest katie fan and even i was like this is too far um as far as like someone's feelings go like i i it just it's not okay it's really bizarre and weird and gross um and he's been, I, you know a lot of things but it's like no one deserves this like no we can almost feel bad for Raquel I'm certainly gonna feel bad for Katie and like when you really look at the scheme of everything I mean I can't wait for Sheena to see these well she already has seen these episodes so she could see Katie's perspective because you know we saw Sheena's perspective and I got it and the, she just she played it up I think Sheena got too much blame for the Schwartz Raquel thing but she did play it up and cater into it. So she deserves some blame there and accountability. But then so did Katie. But then after seeing what we've seen all season, like, please, just just this person, just anyone, our coworkers, our inner circle, just please, can you not? And they just can't. No yeah. one can do that for her. And it's like, wow. Yeah. Okay. You were you were with this woman for 12 years. That's that's And then it's like, we have the best divorce. It's like... No, I think I'd take the other way. <laughs> At least you know where they stand. You know? And I feel like they tried to build, like, an argument almost for this, where it was like, you know, it was set up where, like, Katie came to Sheena's wedding even though she didn't want to be there. That hurt Sheena's feelings and all of this. And so Sheena, all she was doing was having Raquel's back. But, like, even though all of these things were set up where maybe some of us would go, like, well, Katie shouldn't have come. They are divorced, blah, blah, you know, like that argument. In this moment, watching this and, like, watching the just the punch to the gut that Katie and James took after this was, like, oh, it, it was very raw rough and i wouldn't even yeah. wish it on katie i mean because you see it's not just katie like uh, lala's like she's a cheap broke down whore and then james goes off he's gonna fill all our holes tonight and Allie's like oh my god you guys are disgusting but they're like they're in it and they're involved in it and then you they pan over to raquel and schwartz and she's basically like kicking her heels up with glee and like pride <laughs> And I just can't help but, like, breaking the fourth wall and thinking that Katie and James are sitting there and not only did this just happen to them, you know, that they both experienced, you know, this, I I don't know what else to call it other than, like, a gut punch, Um, but they also have to be thinking about, like, what is going, what is happening with their jobs and with filming and what this is going to mean for them. James had him, had himself set up pretty well with Allie. He got Allie right away. She's on the show. They like her. They're giving her a pretty big storyline. He's good. But he wasn't expecting that Raquel was going to just, you know, run through these people and have, be taking, getting so much attention from everyone. Like, there, she's getting a lot of attention right now. At this point, we don't know anything that's going on. But if you're watching just up to this point, he's panicking about that, like, she's a, becoming a main character. And I, stealing I, a- yeah, like success- successfully stole all of his friends. Yes, he had to start hanging out with Allie's friends. Yes, 
And that would be irritating as hell. And, and James and, went outside the circle. No one knew Allie. Totally. And you know? Allie doesn't seem like the type that, like, it, it looks like she's making an effort to be friends with, like, Lala. She went and checked in with, like, Lala and Christina and Katie. Like, that's, even that is a go-between that, you know, a lot of people just starting out don't get. And she's she's trying, but I think James is semi-panicking that Raquel really is commanding these storylines. Yeah. All right, then we go over to the horrific scene and whoever's room. And Sandoval's like, Raquel, Raquel, Raquel. And Ariana's like, shut up, Tom. He's like, what? Why are you telling me to shut up? She's like, that's annoying. Like, why are you saying Raquel, Raquel, Raquel? And he's like, is she made out with Schwartz? And she, and then Ariana's like horrified. He's like, yeah, everyone was cheering. And she's like, they were cheering because she knew, like, how much more of a blow that is on top of everything. Um, that was pretty gross. I sent you that picture, like Schwartz and Raquel sitting there canoodling. Ariana on the other side, Sheena right next to her. You know, I feel like yeah. I feel like besides the fact of him saying Raquel, Raquel, and like there's something about like there's an energy shift with Sandoval in this scene where he you can tell like he feels electric inside like he can he can't sit in his seat which is that's normal for him like I've seen him be extra in other scenes where he's standing up he's spinning around but you can tell he can barely contain himself in this scene he's like Raquel 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 and um it's like yeah. he wanted to rub his nose in her ear or something. Yes, yes. Like nosies. And the way Ariana is like, Tom, stop. Like it was, oh, it, it's just like amazing. It's an amazing moment. And even when she tells him to stop, he's like, what? I'm just so excited about that he made out with, she made out with Schwartz. Like here's Schwartz's room key. Do you want it? You know, it's just like, Ugh. So he does that and then they get up to leave and he gives Raquel a little pat on the ass oh i watch you guys it's it's a millisecond you've seen the clips but you see her face kind of look back and go we have a little secret which they did at that time they had already had their backyard session they had already had their boys night out session so gross yeah so you guys will have to rewatch that. That's around like I think it was like minute seven or something. Just it's that scene, you know. It's early on, and then and then we're completely ripped off. They're like, let's all go skinny dipping, and then they show them starting to go. They didn't show everything that was in the trailer. You yes, know? they didn't show Brett being like pool guy. That ooh is Ariana with a guy, and that's Brett. It's like they just barely showed any of that shit. Do I you was, think they cut it because that, I mean. But I wanted to see that whole combo. Like that whole combo, like that, it has to be, I was hoping it was going to come in this episode, but it hasn't come yet. No, it's over. They already did it. So so they teased it in the trailer, but we didn't get to see it. The other thing I was yes, thinking about. they showed a second of it. And then they just never, and then the night, then they go to the next morning. They cut it. They, You know how sometimes they do that? They show us shit in the trailer, and then they don't show us in the episode. Yeah, I hate that. That's not they fair. They ripped us off. Because yeah. part, part of everyone's, like, 
memes and stories and everything that went crazy was, you know, who's pool man? Ooh, Ariana's topless. Ooh, was she cheating? And that was the big joke because, you know, like, Brett's her good friend and gay. And then that's the scene when Schwar- uh, Sandoval swims up to Raquel and like they're all giddy flirty. They cut that whole thing. But I mean, I was looking for, I want the open relationship conversation. Like, where is that? Oh, was that supposed to be in that scene too? That's all in the pool. But that one looked like a daytime pool. So I was like holding out hope that there was like two different scenes or something because they better not do that. Maybe day after the The other thing I was wondering if it was cut or, or did I miss this? When they were in Lake Havasu, did they cut um, Katie's lap dance with that dude at the bar? Yep. I I mean, like, come on. These are all... in the trailer. If it's good enough to be in the trailer, it's good enough to be in the episode, so don't fucking tease us and cut it. And they're clearly telling a story in the trailer. They put they dropped those things in to tell a story of where this is going. And that is where it has gone, yet they're not giving us the full story. Annoying. Annoying. Oh, we're going to see in Secrets Revealed? Not enough. Yeah. We need to see it. It's not like a filler scene to cut to make room for Scandaval. We that, need a linear, we need linear footage. We could have skipped like the spa scene then. Like, I mean, I liked seeing the spa scene because it was like, I liked really that spa scene too. Cool looking, but like not a lot happened. So Mm-mm. like, don't cut the shit where shit happens. Yeah. All right, so Katie's in bed. Lala said, yeah, this hits way too close to home for everyone. This is, I just want to point out, this is like bed number five scene for these three. Like, they're always <laughs> in bed like this. Like well, that so, is like Katie and Stassi's, like, MO. Yeah, so some, someone's, like, writing the storyboards for um, for Katie and Christina and Lala. They're like, okay, put them in bed. Have them crawl into bed together. <laughs> And I also, so like, just, just a side note, like, I felt so, like, here, like, Katie's having, like, a bad effing weekend. Uh, she's gotten pushed out of the, you know, uh, preferred pool. She, you know, it's it's awkward. The property is smaller than she thought. It's awkward. Um, Schwartz kisses Raquel. And here she is. Every time she goes out, she has to drink by herself. Oh, I know. Christina's ordering soda water with a lemon drop. I mean, a pineapple mm drip and um you know same with lala and the poor thing is i mean like that's that's not fun anyways thank god james is drinking again yeah yeah (laughs) so she's like it's fine you could get your rocks off but like a not in front of my face not in front of all my friends and like not in the inner circle and co-workers so she's like i texted him i hate you i hope it's worth it you know, one of her rage texts, and then we see some of the rage texts later on, which we'll, we'll read. Okay. Um, another thing that I noted was um, there is some rumbling that Raquel shows up late to get ready for the bridesmaid yeah. stuff at the wedding. But I have to say that if that's true, like that's crappy, but for the most part, Raquel was there for every single event that Sheena wanted her to be there for. Even though she was out partying as late as anybody else, she's there for the spa. She's there for the dinners. So she did, you know, at the time take her... uh, Well, it is true. that It was on 
like Sheena's cousin remembered it. And then Jamie talked about it on her podcast that there was like three hours she was supposed to be with all the girls getting ready. And and she's like, I'm just going to take some time to myself. And Sandoval was also missing. And that's when they someone saw them like in a cabana under covers together during that time. Um, I also thought found it strange that when Schwartz went to his door to wake him up to be like, dude, you're late for the wedding. They noted the time was like 2.08 p.m., which I thought that why are they telling us that? Why is that important? Yeah. And I have a feeling that it's important because he was someone went to Raquel's hotel room, I bet. Yes. She had her own room. And, he, and it was when Ariana was busy because she was getting ready. Yep. Yeah. So, 2.08 p.m., you're in Mexico. Like, are you going to enjoy the sunshine, the water, the pool, anything? You're just going to, you know, it brings me back to when Katie was talking about, you know, Schwartz and Sandy's and how Schwartz has been doing all the work. She's like, you're out playing with your band or you're home sleeping. She said it last season and she said it earlier this season. And she's like, you sleep till noon or one o'clock in the and Here he is sleeping till 2.08 p.m., which probably would have been later had Schwartz not come in yeah does he not have a call time yeah well you know production didn't follow Schwartz to the other resort in Mexico a few seasons ago so why would they follow Sandoval to see where he's gonna go yeah all right so we go to the spa and did you also notice that like before they go to the spa they show everybody like kind of like waking up or sleeping together or whatever they're doing and Tom and Ariana were in their little bed like spooning. No, I missed that. Yeah, they're in, you know, they're in the bed holding each other. So they're in the same bed even though they have two beds. Yes. Oh, okay. So you're really breaking up Tom. Yeah. You're in the, you you have the option. Well, he would, they, well, probably, you know, the, the film crew probably came in. They're like, we want to get a shot of you guys sleeping. So he probably moved oh. over from his bed into her bed to protect their brand and then cuddled with her for the shot. And then she went to go get ready with Sheena and he took off to the cabana. Can you see in that shot both beds? Because I'd like to see if both are like unruffled. No, it's a very tight shot. On, I just wrote Tom That's and Ariana fine. in their little bed. Okay, well, okay. Either he's a fucking liar and Ariana has no idea their relationship is on the rocks because he's spoonier in the same bed when he has a fully other bed, or they're protecting their brand. Either way is gross. Yeah, it, it is. And I have a feeling that their relationship had been like this for a while from, I don't know, kind of the years that I've been around them. Like, I've noticed that. So why would she think it's any different? Why would she think that suddenly, like, he's being serious about saying he wants a change? Like, they have a very cushy life together. There's She's not expecting him to blow it up like this. So it's, I, I don't know. It's, the whole thing is just, blech. Yeah. All right, so in the spa, Raquel weighs in on Lala skipping some of the events and or skipping the white party. She's like, yeah, it's not a good look. And it's like, well, yes, Raquel has attended everything for the most part. You also have to think about, I mean, I made this 
note before I watched Watch What Happens Live, but it's the same thought is, well, how much is she obligated to go to because she's not a bridesmaid? So I feel like she could pick and choose. I think, I definitely think the rehearsal dinner, she could have been like, dude, I'm not even in the wedding. That's for the wedding party. Skip the rehearsal dinner and then either do the white party or the, the catamaran. I think she did do the catamaran. Maybe do the white party over the spa then because there's more people. You don't, the white party was a little bit of a stretch for me because I'm like, dude, there's 150 people there. You can easily avoid Raquel versus the intimate spa. Yeah. I, I'm kind of her? I'm kind of on Lala's side on this too. I think for for me I'm like a major people pleaser, but I may have put my foot down too, especially if I was like highly offended by the Schwartz Raquel makeout for my friend Katie. Yeah. Like maybe um I think what I would have done was I would have gone to dinner with um Katie and Christina like I would have spent a lot of time with them but then I would have also popped down to go check in with Sheena like since they're on the same property I even though that would have been a lot for me to do I would have done that because that's the reason everyone's there and I it was so shitty of Lala to be like you know this like not everyone is here for that like dude that is messed up like Like and yeah and she wasn't a bridesmaid. So I think she did a pretty good job of balancing everything and sticking to her boundary of not going. Like, I know if, if Sheena was calling me out and I was Lala, I would have been like, okay, I'll be there, even if I was uncomfortable. So I'm kind of impressed that she stood her ground and was able to, you know, hold to what she wanted to do. Well, the white party clearly went on for some time. So she could have popped in yeah. and went to dinner or went to dinner popped in everyone knows she's sober it's not the best place to be is everyone getting wasted so very understandable that why would she want to go there so either skip it or just pop in yeah make sure you make sure you talk to sheena yeah she sees that you're there exactly go talk to sheena ask her if she's having a good night yeah and then duck out so i did this at a big party everyone was like where'd you go? Where'd you go? I was like, Oh, I was over there. You didn't see me over there. And then like people would see me like in a certain spot, but then later, like I'd go back to my like place and then they're like, well, where'd you go? We didn't, we weren't, we didn't see you. I'm like, well, I was over here hanging out with these people, which I was just like sporadically. Like I'd have to go take breaks in my cabana or whatever. Um, so it's like, she could have easily done that. Like just make sure you talk to Sheena and she sees you there and then be like, oh, I was on the other side of the pool by the fire pit, or I was by the bar, or I, you know what I mean? Like, she doesn't well, keep in town. Yeah, and I feel like once you check in and, like, say hi and spend a moment, like, I don't think many people are expecting much more than that. And to say, mm-hmm. like, you were going to turn in and go to sleep or go call your daughter, like, there's a lot she could have said, but I think just that little effort would have helped everything. Yeah. So Raquel wanting to walk down the aisle with Schwartz instead of Joey, I feel like this is just her being spiteful and enjoying twisting the knife like in a like in a power flex to Katie and the mean girls. Yes. I don't think it's like and then when she sees how Schwartz like minimized and dismissed her, then she's like, actually I want Joey. Which you was know. smart. She was right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So James 
cracks me up. He's like, oh my God, you picked this for me? For me, really? Really? It's like, dude, she just snapped it off a bush by the pool. He's like, no one's ever given me a flower before. Picked me a flower. Ali, you are just perfect. <laughs> like, dude, she just like literally ripped it off from the bush behind her. <laughs> like, calm down. Yeah. But it was nice. He acknowledged it. Yes. So then the sad sack of a human sits down. Oh, oh, hey, guys. No one's awake. I've been wandering around. Um, James is, like, nice, but he's like, yeah, yeah, so I heard you uh, kissed Raquel. And then in classic shorts fashion, he's like, no, no, I didn't. No, no. And he's like, come off it, bro. Everybody knows. Everybody saw you. They were cheering. He's like, oh, okay, but, okay, but it was like a platonic makeout. He's such a fucking coward. And and then his excuse is like, um, he's like, the reason I did it was um, Katie, like, kind of forbid me from doing it. So then I was like, I'm going to do it. Like, if I was yeah. Katie and he kept repeating that as the reason, like, ugh, I, it, it, I could, I could gag right now. I could, like, make myself puke. It's, I, what he's excuse such, is it? And he blamed it on Katie. Then he said he was drunk. Then he said it was just a moment. And then he said it was the, it was like how many? He, he's slapping shit against the wall, waiting to see which one, which excuse sticks. And no one's having it. Certainly yeah. not James. He's like no, no. And he touches him. James is like don't be putting your hand on my leg. You expect me to pat you on the back and be like yeah, good, well done. You made up with my ex fiance. He's like Ellie, Ellie. You hear me right? He's like, gonna have to set some boundaries, mate. You can't talk to my girlfriend that way. And, and Allie's like, dude, that's not necessary. Chill out. But I get James' point because look what happened last time. He brought someone in. They, like, stole all his friends, slept with all his friends, and left him, like, as the odd man out. So, yeah, I I, I think a boundary with Allie is okay. Yeah. At first, I, 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 at first I kind of rolled my eyes at it, but then with how ridiculous Schwartz was acting and how flippant he was being with the whole thing. I think that it was smart of James to say that. Um, It's his own, I hate overusing that. I hate, hate, hate the PTSD of it thing, but you know, in in a social scale of it, he's a little triggered by that. And so I can see why he would want that kind of boundary because this is very fresh and Raquel's just taken over his, his job, his friend circle, his relevancy, everything. So he's a little, you know, I guess protective of the new relationship. Yeah. And he, and he should be. And the, and it's just, it was insulting that he was even trying to look around James to talk to Allie to try to like prove his point again. It's like, dude, you're not like, no one is fooled. No one thinks it's cute. Like, yeah. And 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 him downplaying it just made it worse. I think it pissed off James. It it was just like it was ridiculous. So after all of that, and it's awkward. Like James is really keeping his cool and his control over his anger. So well done. Mm-hmm. He's like I'm not going to do the typical James. Um, so he's really keeping his cool in this moment. But obviously, he made enough points. Anyone would be uncomfortable. What does Schwartz do? 
oh, he just sits down and lays back in the lounger next to James. It's like, no, dude, read the room. This is your cue to leave. He's being kind to you. Don't don't push it. Or like, why couldn't he just like he's he he is he has not done this the entire. Why not just say, hey, I'm I'm sorry if that offended you. Like, I didn't even think that that would still hurt you. Like, I didn't re like just one little sentence of being yeah. like, you know what, James, I. I just got really comfortable talking to you and I didn't even realize that, yeah, that is your ex-fiance. This is weird. And I'm sorry, there was nothing, you know, he could, then he could like put down Raquel a little and be like, there's nothing between us. It was just like this weird thing that I, you know, like he could have explained it and had a little bit of humility. Like he's asking Katie to have coming up. It's like, yeah, just, yeah. Read the room. I think. Are you suggesting that, a Tom apologize? Yeah. That that's not possible. No. Why should a Tom ever apologize? Tom never apologized to Ariana. Was certainly not apologetic on Howie Mandel. Schwartz, have we ever heard Schwartz apologize? When he's set up to apologize, that's when he gaslights Katie. Uh, it'd be interesting. Now I feel like I need to binge the entire series and like write down any time anyone's ever apologized yeah in, in the form of a tom shape of yeah unapolog- unapologetic tom form of another sorry shit like sorry list shit tom i wrote in my notes too that like i'm really just impressed with james this season and how he's handled all of this he really is like the voice of reason which is so bizarre that I'm not used to him being like so level headed like this and just kind of handing it right to Schwartz like it's it's interesting that's funny because I got a text earlier from Michaela while she was watching it like on the actual TV as we were gearing up to podcast I got a text man really loving James haha <laughs> like it's, it's that's not a normal text we all share yeah it's it's just bizarre that he's the one like he's been really good at calling everyone out but still staying calm and kind of seeing things from a different view than everyone else is yep all right so of course in true vanderpump mexico trip fashion it's never complete without going back to beverly hills and shooting at villa rosa yeah a little interruption to the fun Greg, I've invited Greg up to Villa Rosa. I mean, how fucking condescending is that shit? I thought it was. I thought it was going to be worse than it was. It ended up like kind of being okay for me. I. But like, she's like, promise me if I kick those skinny little asses into gear, promise me you will open on the thirty first. It's like, who are you to determine? what's you know whatever and then she insults him too obviously not to his face but in the confessional she's like you need the toms for that energy obviously you don't have what it takes to be front of the house and it's like well he's had many successful restaurants so he knows what to do and actually he was yeah actually he was very charming when we were there he was yeah that's when i fell in love with him yeah i blue eyes I just and I, I I don't I feel like he got his ass handed to him by Lisa. I feel like he stood his ground and he was like, 
Okay, we have no bar menu, no names, no bar Bible, no training. Um, like, we yeah. can't open yet. And she's like, but what about the 31st? And it's like, sorry, <laughs> dude. Like, it's, it's August 25th right now, right? Yeah, and so I like how, you know, she's like, promise me. And he's like, I'm not going to promise you. And so I, he stood his ground there, and I thought it was awesome. Like, first of all, if there's no bar menu, bar Bible, bar um, training manual, no training that has been done, still questionable on staff, they still can't get kitchen stuff, how are you supposed to like get all that and then train hire the people and then train the people all like in one one day yeah like i mean i've never owned a restaurant but i mean could they make it work with just like brett and if the toms worked and greg like is i feel and is it normal to i know sometimes you just have to start you just have to like sloppily start and then you know you go for it but it seems like well, then both Toms need to be behind the bar making the drinks. Exactly. Or, like, that needs to be, like, on the table that they're willing to do that. And it doesn't seem like, like it is because they're in Mexico. Yeah. So. I have this, um, no, because then when Lisa calls Schwartz and Sandoval, I really am obsessed now with trying a jalapeno colada. I need to have this. Okay, Yes. I, I made that note, too. I'm like, what the heck is this? It, we might just have to go to Dreams and find good. out. Sounds good, yeah. Oh, maybe I'll look up their website and their bar menu. Yes. Or I'll Google it. I'm going to figure this out. We're going to, our next in-person, next time you come here, I will meet Yes. One. Okay. It'll go with my nine rounds of habanero, ghost pepper, blah, 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 cheese. Yes. So, um, okay, Lala tells Sheena she's going off prop for dinner. She's like, well, you're coming to tonight's dinner then, right? After she skipped the white party. She's like, no, actually, I'm not. And like you said, you know, she's not in the wedding. You know, she's like, I don't feel safe around Raquel. She's the kind of, like, dirty girl that Randall goes with that just doesn't think about anyone but themselves. And clearly, as we've discovered through life, that seems to be the case. Yeah. I mean, the, the way Lala and Andy described the finale, like the bone chilling, like ice queen about apparently there's a scene between Raquel and Ariana and Raquel is like looking in Ariana's eyes and whatever the conversation is, I don't know if she's, they're talking about sex or she's incurred, like Sandoval, obviously it's something very oh yeah oh. I, we're gonna have to have like a finale party or a reunion party or something for sure this is just we, we can't bear this on our own no <laughs> so da, 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 go over to the hibachi dinner and then Raquel's like they bring over like this rice thing in the shape of a chicken and Raquel's like ha, it's Lala Cause she's too chicken to come. I'm like, ooh, can't wait for Lala to watch this episode and pop off. I'm going to guarantee you next Wednesday's Lala podcast, she'll be mentioning this chicken rice comment. Yeah. She's going to pop off on you. Oh, my gosh. Which she, in other words, she won't do anything. Yeah. <laughs> she'll, she'll pop off and walk away. In her in her dark room, like Howie Mandel said. <laughs> Oh my god, was it her IG or her podcast today that I heard? And she's like, I'm going to give them Lala 
I'm going to do what Lala does. This has nothing to do with Ariana. This has to do with me being funny. <laughs> like, okay, stop with the whatever you're doing with the enunciation and the I don't know. I don't know what accent this is. I people <sighs> people keep saying it and she it's like she's not getting the feedback. I I wish she would stop because it's she's not. so likable in person when she's just normal and talk. She's great. But then this one, when she thinks she's just like so funny, I'm like, but it's not really that funny. And then like you talking like, I'm like, but when you're just normal, it's like you're, you know, yeah. I don't know. It's much more effective. Exactly. I and mean, she did talk like that at the Shopify event. We watched her do two podcasts. There's only like 20 of us in the room. We talked to her for almost like forever. Mm-hmm. Very, she didn't speak like that. She was very pleasant and conversational. And I don't know. I, I liked that Lala. Me too. And I like her this season on the show and everything she's doing. It's just those little moments. I'm like, all right, just cool your jets, girl. It's not that funny. Yeah. But anyways. Um, Schwartz and Raquel gloating. Oh, this was so stupid. They're like sitting at the hibachi tent. They're like, hey, Raquel, we're like anti-establishment. We go against what people want us to do. We're like rock and roll. Yeah, we're like rock and roll. <laughs> it's like, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> stupid. Oh, but this was one of the best parts of the episode. I, I hope you caught it. I hope I did Because other people caught it because they were DMing us as it was on. They're like, did he just say that? I'm like, that's what I that's what I heard. And then I watched it twice uh, and he mm-hmm. didn't say that. Mm-hmm. So when James and Allie sit down at the hibachi dinner and I don't know, he just starts getting going with Raquel and he's like, ah, so another make out. He's like, Peter, Schwartz, Tom, what's next? What's next? You know, uh, I mean, you know, Schwartz, Peter, like, it's like he said it. And then he realized, oh, I'm supposed to keep this secret. So I'm going to say it again, and I'm just going to say Peter and Schwartz. Yes. He fucking knew. Yeah. And and he's like, and he goes off like, can't you find your own people? Like, he's like, you know, shitting on her. And she's like, she's like, these are the people that are around me. These are the Easter eggs James told us were coming. Yes. James knew. And whether or not he knew about August... I still stand by. I think Tom and Raquel did have a makeout or a kiss at Coachella. James is very linked into the Coachella crowd. He knew. He didn't betray Sandoval. Probably why he's so mad. He didn't betray Sandoval, perhaps, because Sandoval just spent 15 grand on his engagement. So maybe he was doing Sandoval a favor, a solid, because Sandoval has been there for um, James more than like Ariana you know lately Ariana and him haven't been that close she calls him out a lot mm-hmm. so I think he knew but he didn't say anything to protect Sandoval his buddy but then when he found out it like turned into like the full blown affair then he freaked out because he felt betrayed as a friend also with Raquel of it that's what I th- that's where I think the comment came from I think he knew Raquel and Tom kissed whether it was August or Coachella he knew and that's why it came out like that yes and and again breaking the fourth wall I think he's like hyper aware of uh, Raquel's location who she's with who she's filming with like who she's hanging out with 
Um, you know, when you're like obsessing over an ex and like we've kind of seen his behavior like that where he's like he's annoyed he's pissed that she's breaking into the friend group the way she is we know james stayed away for a lot of the summer and the filming he stayed very private to himself with Allie, so it just makes sense yeah wow and she's like you know you whatever you we were together five years and you got a girlfriend in three weeks and he's like you know what yes but I don't think I was ever in love with you. Since now I know what it really means. So, I mean, that that's a good good dagger to throw. Yeah. And they're like, thank God I'm not, I didn't marry you. Like, they're saying, like, the meanest shit to each other. Like, right, yeah. right at the table. You know, like, and then Allie's, like, sheepishly sitting there, like, uh, this is awkward. Yeah. Oh. All right, so this was the other Easter egg we've been waiting for. It was known, at least by a few people, that Tom and Raquel had kissed, at least kissed, early, like, earliest possibly April, latest August. Right. People fucking knew. And I think James probably said this to Lala, and that's what raised her. I think their normal behavior would raise flags anyways, because... I also understand when Lala said, well, their group's weird like that. You know, they all sleep in bed together, and they are like that. They're like that ex, the Molly, um, almost like going back to the 60s free love hippie culture without yes. without the sex, right? It's like, yes. everyone's just, it's me and my, my guestbins, that sort of thing. So people aren't really thinking that much into it. They're just all in Molly, having a good time. But a Lala, well, and James were, you know, sober. You're senses are heightened mm-hmm. right you notice more things and also it's not normal for a lot of people or for the the, the average person it's not normal to be that close or touchy-feely or flirty with your friends you know that it is outside the norm so definitely there's a lot of red flags that would have been seen and especially seen by you know sober people um, but enough to like say or do something, probably not. And especially if you're not close with that person at that time, Lala and James were not close with Ariana and Lala would be walking into a hypocritical situation of, you know, why didn't you guys tell me if you knew Randall? Oh, cause you wouldn't believe us. And we know she wouldn't. So she knows it's just gonna create more problems for her and probably him too. No one's going to believe James. James is the, you know, boy that cried wolf. Yes. So it was probably, you know, it was their little arsenal that they built. And I can't help uh, thinking back to another, you know, little hint they gave us where um, they're talking about how the sound people hear everything, you know, because the every the cast members are all mic'd up, and so they hear little things that maybe other people don't. So they could have uncovered things a little sooner than we think, too. Like, for instance, if Sandoval had the nerve to slap Raquel's ass while filming in that in Sheena and Brock's room, like, what else did they hear while he was mic'd up? Do you a know lot. what I mean? Like, a lot. A lot. Like, it's so... It, it little whispers, little yes. you know when they're sitting next to each other while Brock and Sheena are dancing and Ariana's somewhere else and they're like kind of like I mean they're just they're seen together a Ev- lot every to yes a lot. every single shot in this episode of 
Sandoval and Raquel, like they're, it's like undeniable. Like I, yeah, I'm trying to think, I'm like trying to ask myself, if I didn't know what I know now, would I have picked up on this? And I want to say that I would because Sandoval's energy is like nothing I've ever seen before. He is, he's giddy, he's excited, he's, there's just like something new in him. And that's why like I'm so interested to see like Allie's take on this when everything breaks free and she kind of like does a read on them because his energy is like off the charts, dude. And like I said, from the beginning of his first Tom Sandoval and the most extras, like how he looked to how he looks now, it's 100% like a um, an affair glow up. Like he's oh, glowing yeah. now. He's really like, yes. She shredded. Ariana already commented, oh, wow, you're really ripped. But I was looking at, I think, our footage from a year, year and a half ago, or maybe it was even on the show when he was at the Candy Club. Like, his, like, legs were thick. You know, he works out all the time. He was building up, like, Brock legs. And yeah. now his legs are, like, a toothpick. His butt is the size of, like, my fist. He, like, legit dropped, like, 30 pounds. Uh, and and like this is not me like body shaming at all but he absolutely like in the the first show that I ever saw him in he took off his shirt and I was like ooh like he still looks better like than most most <laughs> men like his age you know so you've got to give like he looks good like a Schwartz but he had a full like he had a like a dad bod like he had a little like I have the video footage of it like he he has a little tummy and like now he has like his he loves the way his ribs show he has a six-pack now for sure like he he's at the top of his game right now and there was a shift from that first show that I saw until now like 100% like in the way he performs in his confidence like everything is just off the charts right now for him yeah I noticed it probably fourth show in third or fourth or fifth show in yeah did the, the first he just looked like his normal self and then all of a sudden like we were at one of them and i was like whoa he got really thin like he's not touring that much like obviously when people go on dancing with the stars because it's so intensive or on tour but it's like he, he had done like a couple shows across the country and then like three in socal you know i was like well, you're not touring that much but it was significant where I was like, whoa. And in my mind, like I wasn't thinking obviously that he was with Raquel or anything, but I thought, wow, like he must be so motivated by the crowds that are coming out for him that like he is taking that like ego boost and taking it to the gym and just working his ass off. Like that was the feeling I like that. I thought he was like throwing himself into this like band persona and you know improving that's literally what i thought but i i i believe it was all about raquel so in your you know question of without knowing what we know would we have seen a little science i mean there were signs on instagram i remember was it last summer when she raquel was on um, sandoval's shoulders for like ever like well that's a little weird I mean, Ariana yeah. was there. But. I think that was the, I think like for me, that is like the hardest part of even when I'm finding footage where I'm like, ooh, Ariana's always standing right there. She's always there. 
And that that's just the weirdest thing to me is that she was right with them the whole time. Oh, or I found like the um, I posted in our on our Instagram reel. This was right after Sheena's wedding. They went to Joshua Tree or something, and they're at a bonfire. And this was on Sandoval's story, and he's filming Raquel and Ariana sitting in front of the bonfire with uh, Sheena and Brock. I forget who else was there. But, you know, he's like, how's it going, girls? You know, and they're like, oh, this is fun. I think it's going to be a good fire. Like, it's like this very, you know, normal sort of video. And then she does, Raquel does the same thing that I've been noticing over and over, this pattern. She looks right at his camera and gives him this look that is so extra and so different and so just for him that I, like, cringe because I'm like, holy shit. It's, she's giving him. like, smizing. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> like it's Tyra Banks style. It, it's like this little, like cutesy twinkle, and and I, it just like, you know, I feel like probably everyone has an experience where maybe they were not being truthful in a relationship they were having with someone, or like they they're sharing a little secret that no one else can know, and like I think every woman knows that look, and we know what she's doing. It's like, dude we see it you know like it's it's so obvious now yeah all right so the next scene they this is when the girls are like oh god they're all coming over let's let's go let's go to our cave dinner or whatever and schwartz sees katie's like katie and lala's like no dude like she's still very upset he's like still why such a silly little thing we talked about that. Yes. So they go to the cave bar, which I think is where James DJs them the next night, right? After yeah. After the wedding. And Katie's like, I want to light both of them on fire. Now, <laughs> I was I was kind of hoping that they were going to talk about this a little bit, too, because I thought that during when this actually happened, when we were watching stories and everything happened about the wedding, that there was some talk about how Katie kind of like blew it for like Sheena's special moments like she used the cave that Sheena was going to use the next night for her wedding reception and like blew the the whole thing off of like how cool the cave was remember that yeah yeah so like again like it maybe and then they don't show that they don't show that after party on on the season so which they were really mad about so Sheena's like I'm going to post it on my my vlogs, my YouTube, so that everyone can see it. But, well, we kind of already have, right? Yeah. So, just interesting. Yeah. So, um, so they're, said, I think oh, they, they go to the yeah. cave. Yeah. She's like, I want to light them both on fire. She's like, I sat them both down with tears in my eyes and asked them not to do that. And they both just flippantly... What about what? What about what? So they sit down, and she goes, "I want to light them both on fire." And Rick, and Lala's like, "I have chills," and James is like, "So do I." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We've now. I feel like I'm like kind of oh, like I've heard her say that so many times that it's starting yeah. to not have the same effect on me. But I guess maybe the first time she said it, it it, it would have an effect. You know what? She's taken over Stassi's role. She's had some zingers. She had the. Karma's gonna come for you, and I'm gonna smile 
like what you know whatever that that was an abbreviated version that was like whoa and then like you're pathetic you're a drunk and you're a loser like she's taken over Stasi's role on that which I'm I, I think is like an easy takeover for her because she always has had some pretty crazy lines the camera stopped rolling on Vanderpump Rules and that's when it all got real I'm Jax Taylor. And I'm Brittany Cartwright. And we are talking about everything on our podcast, When Reality Hits. Marriage and parenthood, friendships and feuds. Definitely feuds. And life before, during, and after Vanderpump Rules. So listen to and follow When Reality Hits with Jax Taylor and Brittany Cartwright. At Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Katie probably had that is so good because Stassi probably stole them from her the way she stole them from Jackie Schimmel. Oh my gosh, yes. No, Stassi's funny and witty on her own, but she self-admittedly said she stole a few lines, like her famous lines, some of them came from Jackie Schimmel. Yeah. Um, so maybe Katie was the source of some of the others, who knows? Yeah. No, between the two of them, you know, you, just, you hang around and you pick up, you get funnier together. Yes. I mean, look at us. We're just like Laverne and Shirley. We're hilarious. I know. I'm ready to start some like <laughs> stand-up comedy. I don't know. <laughs> All right. So then we go back to Sheena. Raquel says she wants to walk with Joey again. Sheena reveals that they actually got married a year ago. Well-kept okay. secret. Yeah. What, what do you think about that? I guess we should have been doing some court reporting as we've done with everybody else yeah i mean it's not like it would have been that big of a oh my god i mean they needed to for you know his papers were up for his sponsored investorship whatever to be here he needed his green card they already had a kid like they're engaged planning a wedding like yeah it's fine i'm just props for the secret mm-hmm. I wonder who all knew because somebody always tells somebody and then there's a leak so I, I'm almost going to say maybe only Erica and Courtney like yeah. her dad yeah. like none of her best friends Yeah, because you know you just don't know someone's going to tell their trusted best friend. I also feel like it was smart like when she revealed this because Brock is definitely in a better light right now on the show. Had she announced this when she did it, oh. I, I think she would have caught a lot more shit for it. Um, so it, everyone's kind of just like, I mean, they're at her wedding. It's like no big deal. You know, it's like, okay, go for I it. Mean, it's very clear. I mean, Brock is sobbing when she's walking up. You know, it no one's denying their love and none of the, no one's believing these rumors with the Raquel of it, but you know, it was probably good. They gave Brock the, you know, didn't sign him on because people wanted the break. They were going against him. And now I think he's, you know, because he's not trying to be in the limelight and not that he was trying. He just naturally is one of those people that just, the limelight comes to them because they're a big personality, right? Mm-hmm. So it was probably good for him to have like a minimal role this season so that he wouldn't be in people's faces. And now people, he's more endearing to people. And then Sheena, I mean, if we look at the first half of the season of what we've seen so far with everyone online just being so 
like anti-Sheena, pro-Katie. I mean, another thing out of Scandal is like, Sheena's really become a hero out of Scandal. So in a way, this has benefited not just financially so many of these people, like Ariana has her own merch. Lala, Katie, the something about her is now they have enough money to fund themselves from their merch sales. Like this is all positive shit. Ariana getting these roles and Dancing with the Stars and the Lifetime movie. Sheena is now no longer like the hated villain that she was two months ago. Now she's like a hero with an umbrella. So, you know, we can't be, in, they can't all be entirely bad. It's, they, no one would trade this for Ariana's heartbreak and, you know, the, the shit, but, you know, there's all, you can, there's perspectives. There's, you know, yeah, half glass full. And then we don't really see a lot happening for Sandoval and Raquel. So, you know, success is the best revenge. I don't know. Yeah, for sure. Everyone seems to be enjoying the success, except for Sandoval and Raquel. But Sandoval more so than Raquel is because people are going to his shows, buying his tickets. I know these shows, people had already purchased tickets. And it's like the first show out of the gate since the day of that we were at. So it's a shit show. People are curious. They want to see who's there, who's coming. We knew no one was going to be there. No one would have the the balls to be there. And it was such a sedate thing. To, it was like a dinner theater. But, you know, that, that will change. And so it'll be interesting to see if the ticket sales continue and how... I still think people are going to show up at the other venues because they're across the country and they don't have access to the the stuff that yeah. you know we do out here, and they're curious and it's like the biggest story ever. So I can't fault anyone for wanting to go check it out, but yeah, I'm not supporting it. But yeah, you do you. I won't judge you. I will throw stones. What did, what did you think about this episode being called It's All Happening dot 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 again? Like, um, you know, that is that a little dig at Sheena's second wedding by the producers or maybe. Yeah. Katie made a dig. She's like, It's the same pastor. That's weird and then Sheena clarified that is her cousin. So that does make sense. I mean it would make sense if it was the same pastor anyways, if you go to a you grew up in a church. A lot of people grew up in the church or whatever with the same pastor or preacher or priest or whatever you are. Um, so I'm sure that happens a lot. But she did clarify the minister, the person that did the ceremony is her cousin. So you could tell he was some, somewhat close. I thought maybe he was on Brock's side because Brock gave him like that big bear hug. Yeah. But... Yeah, no, it's it's really I I really see a difference in Sheena, like like she even pointed out too, from her first wedding, like how you know she was just you could just tell something was off, you know, like the whole day it just felt like nothing was going right for her, and this time she seemed so relaxed and so happy, you know, probably because she's already married and she already you know everything. This is just like she said, the icing on the cake. So. Rob didn't flash before her eyes this time. Yeah, so that's good. I mean, it was moving. She's like, I feel so lucky I get to be this happy. She's like, literally, I could get married in the Sir Alley and be just as happy. So, you know, and then watching him, you know, they always say, like, 
wedding planners always say their favorite part of a wedding is looking at the groom and they can tell like the relationship by that and he, you know he was sobbing and then like little summer and then she was so cute she was like testing the glass and that's how I am like I'm at crustacean or anywhere where there's like the glass over yes. the water she's such she's freaking smart is what she is she was smart but she was brave to even try but she's like hmm this looks suspicious let me test the waters and then he's like babe like it was so cute and then she kept throwing the puddles anyways she was my favorite part of the wedding for sure um so today i was i forget what what i was i was doing i was distracted by something and all of a sudden i hear like from my bedroom tv or or the ipad or something i hear like sheena's voice and it's like sheena and she's like do you want an easter basket or something like that and i was like what the heck is that? So I go in there. Ronnie's watching Sheena's latest vlog. She like <laughs> Ronnie is now obsessed with she, like she. I, I think that she like subscribed on her own iPad because the second that a video comes out from her, she's watching it. She's obsessed with summer. She's like, look at she's dressed as Jesse for at Jax's kids party. I'm like, Ronnie, what the heck? Wait, they're probably DMing because you know she commented on our post with the the bag. Yeah, Did you see? yeah. She's like, oh my god, this is so cute. She's like, love you. That was probably meant for summer. I mean, for Ronnie. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so funny. I mean, I know she loves us, but I'm just saying. Yeah, <laughs> it was a it was a nice comment. Thank you, Sheena. But you know, it was. Oh my god, our the spot on because she literally references while she's in her vows and you're my best friend I know I have a lot of best friends and we had already had these bags up one of Sheena's best friends that's the classic quote she's like oh I'm one of Sheena's best friends because you know it's always the joke she has so many best friends and uh and we had taken this picture and it looks like it's at Sheena's wedding venue yes that's hilarious such good timing I'm like this is the time to post this photo. She literally said it in the episode. Yes. The, pic- the picture looks almost just like that hotel venue. It does. It does. It is crazy. I'm like, oh my God, this is just the heaven saying post it. Oh my gosh. Just really quick. I wanted to say something to all of our wonderful podcast listeners. So um, Ronnie just had her birthday and there was something on her list that I could not find. Um, and I want to ask all of you guys to check your Sephora's because maybe like our California ones are just like all jacked right now. So if you guys are at Sephora, it, there's this little summer must-have bag. It's an exclusive Sephora bag. It's like this little pink thing and it comes with like seven items. Um, if anyone sees those, hit me up. Like I will Venmo you, grab it for me. She's searching everywhere for it. Um, I have an alarm set tonight for midnight to check the website because they say they're going to like release more. So I did their own brand. Yeah. um, It's like a Sephora must have bag, but inside it is like all kinds of like cool stuff, like a Charlotte Tilbury setting spray or like, it's a really cool little kit for only 32 bucks. It's like worth 170 or something. So it's just like, you know, one so of it's like, like a box. Yeah, yeah. You know, when a kid becomes hyper focused on something, that this is what has happened. Um, yeah, and I was a little surprised at some of like um, her list, the the $40 Dior blush. I was like, oh, I'm not buying that for myself. I know her <laughs> her gift list is so hilarious. Um, <laughs> it's hilarious. Yeah. Um, and then like a, a pop it 
board is was out of the question. Yeah, like, and she also has um, she hasn't received this yet, but I think she she got a gift card or something. But she, another thing, because of Vanderpump Rules, she wants a Galaxy Light. So I thought that was hilarious, and you guys would get a kick out of that too. It's like the my, I know the one came yesterday. And then the last one's supposed to come today. It it, it, it sure did. And I'm, I'm sitting. Yes, I'm sitting in her room right now, like and in the shoes in front of the mirror. The shoes. Okay. Yes, okay. every like she is obsessed. Nice. She and and her theme this for her birthday is on cloud nine. So that's what like her gift list is under. It's all Ronnie Bork has on cloud nine, like that, all of her stuff. And then she, when she opened her perfume from you, she's like, it's a cloud. How'd she know about my theme? Um, (laughs) Sarah got her the Ariana Grande um, cloud perfume. And she like, it's in her belt. Like she has, um, you is guys the travel should... spray? Can I please note that? Yes, it's pr- <laughs> which is she does not have any regular size perfume. BTW. I mean, honestly, it's way better because I, like it's she's perfect. So, well, she can travel with it, but she's in you know dance competitions and working out like so active that you want to have a little spritzer thing, but you want a travel size. So like I wouldn't even want even if you know you wanted to spend the money of the full size. No, it's not practical. No, she yeah she's never even asked for a full size. She likes she loves these little ones and she gets them out in front of her friends and it, like it's it's like I I can't even these kids I I can't I can't believe like- it. And like my era, it was like the little cans, like the little travel size hairspray cans. But it was like, um, whatever, like sunflowers. Smells <gasps> like Giorgio. Oh, oh my god, I was obsessed. Or, was like, I? Swan, I actually it smells like Gloria Vanderbilt. <laughs> I wish you wouldn't have said that because now I'm going to be obsessed with having to smell it. Like, uh, or um, like Tom. What? What was it? Tommy by Tommy Hilfiger like I loved that one or like CK1 or CK no but like the the fake ones the imitation ones you get at CVS oh like, yeah it's all ex- it's all exclamation um <laughs> it's like it's not poison it's like poisonous there was Random. this there was this one commercial of um that like no one seems to remember but it was for like teens and it was um I think it was the real brand is called like Jean Nate or something but this was yeah this one was Petite Nate and like the 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 little jingle was all Petite Nate and I was like mom please can I have that and it was like an after like shower oil that you would like put on Diane would never indulge me in that stuff so I'd like have to go to my friend's house and like drip it all over myself okay I'm gonna like I gotta reach out to the like the old people like me in this group. Okay, so it's yeah, that the adult version was like Gina Tay. That's the like <laughs> song. And then do you remember Love's Baby Soft? Yes. No, Hell yes. Oh, you do? Yes. Oh, okay. I, I for sure like got that in my stocking. Diane did give into that one. <laughs> yeah, because that was like so like teen versus seventeen. Like, and then I remember when I graduated when I graduated either sixth grade or I think it was I graduated junior high my parents threw like a little like after reception thing for me and one of my neighbors got me this giant basket of Bath and Body Works and it was like the cucumber melon one and like dude I sprayed the crap out of it. like I, I think I, I smelled you know, that whole signature smell. Yes. Oh so like anytime Lauren like Lauren will smell she'll be like Oh my god, it smells like Sarah. So mm. the first one I had was Victoria's Secret. It was called Tranquil Breezes. Ooh. But what the smell was was like cucumber melon. And then you know how they discontinue that shit? Yes. Like, no, I only Why like do that they one. do that? <clears throat> and then my sister told me 
they're all in the same factory in Ohio. They just rebrand them and remarket them for, like, Victoria's Secrets is in the same plant as Bath and Body Works somewhere in Ohio. And, like, tell them I need Tranquil Breezers or what's the new brand name, you know? Yeah. So. I also became obsessed with, um, like, I, I never, like, as a teen or even as, like, a young adult, I never got into Victoria's Secret, like, pink like some people did. Like, I just, I yeah. don't know. I just. Me neither. Um, but. Ronnie, someone got Ronnie like um, Victoria's Secret bombshell, like the spray. That stuff smells really freaking good. Like I'm into that right now too. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. Last, jing- last jingle, and then we could go on. Okay. Do you know this one? I can bring home the bacon and fry it up in a pan. No. And never ever let you forget your old man, Anjali. No. Yeah, the perfume is called Anjali, and it's a woman that can go to work and bring home the bacon. She can fry it up in a pan, and then she can never, ever let you forget you're a man. Ooh, does it, does it smell Anjali. good? No, it's like drugstore perfume. It's horrible. <laughs> <laughs> it's like oh brown my, tequila. It's like oh bad. Oh, my gosh. That's hilarious. <laughs> I miss jingles so much. Yeah, I'm, it stuck in my head for, like, I was, like, seven years old. I wasn't buying that shit, but, like, I know the jingle. You know what you know, else? Like, my <laughs> has the first name is Bill. You know, that whole yes, shit. Yes, yes. Jingles. Or, or even, like, um, like Band-Aid commercials or, like, Back Teen. What happened to Back Teen? No one talks about that anymore. <laughs> but... <laughs> Oh my god, I'm losing it. I'm losing my absolute mind. Okay, we'll get back. Sorry, you guys. A little <laughs> diversion. Um, okay, so they're getting ready for the villa. It is the wedding. We're already there. Vows. He's like, you're my best friend of my true north. And she's like, you're my best friend. And her veil. I I kind of like that it was blowing in the wind. It, it would probably made some really cool photos yeah i it, it, but it was distracting i think it Annoying. was good they took it off yeah yeah all right what was this scene with james and lala and Allie about he's like i'm not into palm springs anymore was he talking about coachella or was he saying she's like well you in palm springs you said you were gonna ask her to marry like i i I kind of missed that part the first time because I was like writing notes, and then the second time I was watching. I, just... Yeah, I did too. I thought that I thought that I missed part of it, and I thought that she was saying like, "Would you want to get married in Palm Springs?" And he was like offended by that because that's or or because that's where he had the you know he proposed to yeah and so he was just upset and you could tell she didn't like it either and it was just like this awkward moment and she didn't back down and he didn't back down. It, I was just like, what the hell? Yeah, he's like, I'm over at Palm Springs. Why would you ask a stupid question? Yeah, I didn't really get the point of that scene, but... I do, like... If I would have had a wedding, I wonder if I would have, like... I feel like Brittany's wedding in Kentucky, it was hotter than hell. Like, remember how we were sweating there? Yeah. Like, it was just, like, so humid. Everyone keeps talking about it here as well that, um, you know, Katie and Christine... Katie's like, everyone's sweating their nuts off. Um, it it did seem like very hot and uh, humid. Oh, oh, okay. Well, do not watch Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip Thailand. This is insane. Leah McSweeney from New York. Yes. So Thailand is like 
New Orleans times a thousand. It's so hot and humid. It's she ends up passing out like in a store because she's just oh. so overheated. She's not even drunk because she's sober. She ends up passing out. She's like, wait, wait, wait. They're trying to move her because she's like on the floor. She's like, wait, I don't have any underwear on. She's wearing this basically like a sarong, okay. and it has like butt cutouts, uh-huh. side side cheek cutouts. Yeah. And the whole week she'd been talking like that earlier that day. She was talking about how she was, you know, all the ladies got her, like, so worked up. She started her period, so she's on her period. And she had diarrhea and runs, as she calls it, you know, from being in Thailand. It just takes an ice cube there, folks. Trust me. Um, so she was, uh, had diarrhea and on her period. And it's, like, 180 degrees of humidity. And she's wearing just basically a flimsy sarongi with no underwear what who does that how could you possibly not what it makes no sense oh my god like make it go away and then she passes out they're trying to move her and then you have to worry about the camera crew like oh are we gonna get like a shot of like a bloody shitty vagina like oh my gosh i don't even know what's going on but that sounds like a nightmare why would someone make that decision that's her own downfall yeah it's very disturbing but yeah, it's very hot here, and that's when Katie's like, he looks like a sweaty pig, which, yeah, I'm not going to disagree. Yeah. Um, Schwartz and Raquel. So this is again when he's like, well, you know, you kissed me. She's like, no, you kissed me. He's like, what? No. No, again, a pussy fucking comment to make her feel small and like shit. He's like, that's some revisionist history and you know like Raquel can't even come back because she's trying to figure out what revisionist means and it's like you're putting this on her like it was clearly yes she had asked him weeks ago at the Canyon Club and yes she was like are you do you feel seduced but no he was the one he's like Raquel and then he leans in that was his move I was happy that they did a flashback to like prove that that was right because that was he's so freaking frustrating oh my god that was so it's so gross and so rude like again i'm not sure i care about her feelings but had this scandal not happened i would have been like mortified like i like i always i always like gauge a personality like i i wonder like if i told ron and diane i'm like look this guy tom schwartz is coming over um, be nice to him. He's famous, you know, so like maybe my parents would like get like a little nervous and like he would come in, he would sit down and I think of like the ridiculous things that would come out of his mouth and like the words that he would use and I don't know what my dad would do. He would be like, who is this? Like he's, I just can't, yeah. he, ugh. Yeah. I don't know who, like James or Schwartz. <laughs> I, like, honestly, I would, like, with as annoying as he is, and I hate him, like, Sandoval would probably do better than it, those two. Like, he might show up with, like, those little eyes, like, those whiteout strips. On yeah, his or the white fingernails. <laughs> it, it would, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Jax? Yeah, Jax. <laughs> that, that, w- that would be better. <laughs> All right. So, again, Schwartz crashes Katie and Christina's dinner and he's like what you still have tension she's like dude we are way past the point of no return like come on he's like come on we're divorced now what does it matter and it's like 
What does it matter? Obviously, you still care because you keep crashing all of her dinners. So you either realize you're a fucking dick and you can't stand that you would ever look your image would be tarnished so you go there to try and be like with your tail between your legs try to do your boyish charm that even work yeah anymore. even the way he walked up like he's like hi hi guys hi it's like that's it's not gonna work it's and he he still is calling back to it to work it's like you you've got to be kidding i just want to shake him and he's like, I, well, I didn't know people were watching. And then that didn't fly. And he's like, well, I was drunk. Well, it was a moment. Uh, what does she, it matter? We've been divorced for seven months. She's like, I just have hatred for you. And he's like, and then this is when he flips. Well, he, all of a sudden he's like, oh, oh. And then, and then he's just diabolical. Well, that sucks for you. He's like, that doesn't affect me whatsoever. You have a lot of toxicity your feelings are exhausting. Yeah, you, she's you like need some humility. Yeah, she's like, I thought you cared about me, and he's like, I do, and he's like, but your feelings can be exhausting. Like, what? And no one wants. Like, no one wants to hear that. Like something that yeah. is that is needed from another person in a give and take sort of relationship that they claimed that they had to be like, you, so, sorry, but like what you need or like your feel like it's too much. So I just threw it all away and did exactly what you told me not to do. Why are you mad at me? You literally just like annihilated her, belittled her, gaslit her. I mean, he's some a monster. Like the thing she says, she says out of heat of passion. Like I asked you so many times. I asked her so many times. She's speaking from passion and hurt and emotion. You know, and, and then he's just like, that doesn't affect me at all. And then, and then when he, and Christine's like, dude, I think you should leave. Yeah, okay. He like waddles away. Like the waddle reminded me of like when James skirted away from uh, Rotten Hell. Like season yes. six, you know, yes. on the little whoa, 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 whoa. Yes. he waddled away in like some cartoon character fashion, and he was like, "What was he doing with his arm? He was either fist pumping or he was like making a." I, from what I saw, it looked like like a his arm was in the air raised, and it looked like he was making a jerk off motion. Oh my god, I I'll have to watch again to see that. Well, That's hilarious. I need to watch on the TV where I can freeze frame it. Yes. Frame by frame because that's what it appeared, but it went so fast and we can't pause when we're watching live on our laptops. But No, way, I'm always I'm always so scared when we're watching live that I'm going to miss something. Like Sarah like texted me and I was like waiting for a commercial and I'm like like texting and then like go cuz sometimes you know how you can like minimize the little screen on your phone and it will play and you can still text i cannot get that to happen with this app it's so annoying so i'm like literally held hostage by the the screen i thought you had moved on to your laptop but yeah i'm gonna try and i'm gonna i'm gonna have to and then i'll have to message you because i may need to um that's why like yeah i have it on my laptop and then i'm literally i'm not even looking at my notebook i'm just chicken scratching like court reporter style like you and hoping i can read my own chicken scratch when i then retype it which is a a waste of time but it's worth it to get it so fresh and out there and if we miss anything, we'll talk about it on the next episode totally. or on our Patreon. Absolutely. That's what Patreon bonus episodes. No, the are. the schedule of this has been working really well. And but like Ronnie's in class, like I can watch this. Daisy just like lays next to me. I get everything done, and then by the time Chad gets home, we can whip out this episode. It, it's nice. Yeah. 
what else was nice is we finally get a Peter uh, scene. Uh, Peter's on the swings. He's swinging. Because <laughs> Peter's a swinger. <laughs> Aha! Yeah. You I... know he's a swinger. <laughs> there we go. So then Peter, Peter swings for Schwartz. And that's about it. That's all that happened. Yeah. Um, you guys, when we we'll do a Patreon this week, and we'll get we'll. I know you said you had some stories yesterday, and I've got more to add, but we'll tell another. Like it's not like a great story, but it's funny to this episode with the wedding and everything regarding Peter, and we'll tell that on the Patreon because you know, not looking to hurt anyone's feelings. It just it was a funny little intel we got. Yes, but we'll save that for the Patreon. Okay. So, you know, remember, at, well, anyways, I'll just make a note. Okay. <laughs> um, Raquel apologizes to Lala for calling her a mistress bimbo. And, but, you know, she was attacked and, like, she feels like Lala and Katie, like, need a hobby or something. And Lala told her how she felt. And this was probably then the second most diabolical moment of the episode for me. Well, when Raquel said, trust me, there's a million worse things I could do than make out with Schwartz. Like you fucking just did. And you just told everyone what you did. And now we know. You know what you were talking about in that moment. And you're like, really? You're going to give me shit for this? Well, guess what else I can do? I can make out with Sandoval. And you guys don't even know it. Like, she was fucking taunting us. Yeah. Lala and Katie and everybody. Psycho. Yeah, again, there's no argument that I can make. It is psycho and and she knows how bad it was and how wrong it was it wasn't like our magnetism we just couldn't pull each other apart it just happened no intent first degree comes into play right now when she just said that well there's a lot worse things I could do than make out with Schwartz here's your premeditation your plan you know it's bad you can't play the insanity because you know it's bad now because you just said it yeah we got no excuses so try another one Raquel and even if you like believe everything that we just heard Sandoval say which was he was trying to break up with her this and that clearly Ariana didn't know that and that's where it's not okay like she should know she should be able to read the room and see a they're in a hotel room together they're still hanging out together like everything is still looking as if it is the same so for her to cross that line she definitely knew and it's gross yeah and then lala tells her well i feel like you only get your you only get your self-worth through the approval of a man and that's probably pretty spot on yeah um and i i think that they've really created that storyline also with she you know she called back to the car ride where she thought that they had a breakthrough where raquel shared that she's been struggling with knowing what to do next she doesn't you know she's kind of lost herself after the breakup with james she doesn't know she's had all these goals but now she's not sure so that's they've painted that that's where Raquel is. And so now she's getting this attention 
And Sandoval can be very, um, what's the word? Like energetic. Like, and it's like, it seems like Raquel, she was hoping that like another fun goal would come up for her to meet. And I think that like her and Sandoval started scheming how they were going to make it and how they were going to do this whole, this whole mess. I really think they planned it. Yeah, even like what Lala said on Watch What Happens Live, when the question was, you know, when Sandoval was like, Raquel, 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 like, do you think, you know, whatever the question was, and she's like, no, I think that he was relieved. Oh, do you think Sandoval was jealous? He goes, no, I think he was relieved because it's like, oh, good. We got the heat off us. Like, everyone, the eyes are going to be on Schwartz and Raquel so we can do our little secret thing during this fantasy weekend. And I think that's right. Like you just said, it was. And then, and then, and then during the, the Howie thing also, he said, you know, he was like, Raquel, you know, caught Raquel and Schwartz caught so much shit in the beginning of this season for, you know, they did nothing even really happened. And they were, you know, both just bombarded with hate and all, you know, like basically feeling sorry for what Raquel has gone through. Uh, up to this point and 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 kind of feeling sorry for himself too with like this is the biggest thing that's ever happened and everybody else is getting all these opportunities when it was me that bled for the show and like I'm getting nothing out of this like that's kind of how I took it where it's like like he's lucky that like anyone's even saying his name honestly I'm glad that like everyone is sticking to Scandaval or Scumdaval because yeah um it just makes it that much better. Did you see, okay, it was when Sheena and Brock were doing their first dance and they did their signature move. They panned over to, of course, like Sandoval and I think Raquel was next to him. Maybe Ariana was next to him at that time. I can't remember. They but both are. They're, he, he's, he's flanked by them both. He's in the, He pulls off his sunglasses. The way he looks at them, at first it looked like, oh, you're pulling your sunglasses off because you're going to tear up. It No, it looked like he was like, pained with jealousy like they're getting all that tension like it was like a pure I gotta we'll watch it again but just pay attention when Brock is lifting Sheena up and they have that moment Sandoval looks like fucking jealous oh I, I want to watch that again too yes just pay attention to his face that's what I got and maybe it'll look different on the the big screen maybe he is tearing up I don't know but on the laptop twice I saw it he looked fucking jealous. What did you think about when Lala said, you know, after she said the self-worth comment, she said, I feel like a mental breakdown is coming. Um, yes, it was very poetic. It was like, yes, she said that. And she's like, and something's going to happen. You're going to have a mental breakdown and no one's going to be there. And I'm like, this is where we're at. You fucking Nostradamus, Lala. Yeah. Psychic, like no more like Turkish coffee cups. Like I'm gonna, okay, sorry, Allie, I'm gonna get my reading by Lala. Maybe Chris Medina has really had an effect on her. Yeah, they are quite tight. Um, <laughs> also on our Patreon, we're gonna talk about um, Allie too. I have a little update on that for everybody. Oh, okay, my mom's here, so I will ask her tomorrow. Oh, good. Yes, my and then time. and then will you look at um, Ali's schedule and see if there's a date that works for you and possibly that I can um, be there too? Oh, okay. Well, I, so I have to like allow you to hear my personal birth chart. I mean, I can I can step out for a little bit. 
I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> no, I think I have my birth certificate too. I've just been lazy. And I'm like, I, I actually, I, I, I don't know if my mom would even know. We'll see. Yeah, let's see. Let's <laughs> test her. Let's see if she remembers. <laughs> actually, I'll record it. Okay, awesome, awesome. I'll, I'll put her on the spot and we'll play it on the Patreon. Yes. My mother has been on the, the podcast, you guys, but it was a few years ago and she got bored real quick. She's like, you know, I think I'm just going to go to bed and I, read a book. I loved that. Like, I, I want to be like her. <laughs> she peaced out real quick. Yeah, she's like, this is fun. You know, there's a lot of moms that are on a lot of podcasts and they just eat it up. It's like, yeah, not not so much for her. Yeah. You've never asked and, Diane. And, Di- and Diane just thinks, like, I don't even have a podcast. Like, I, I've i told, like, her and Ron, I'm like, you guys, like, look at, look at like, our followers on Instagram. Look at our, our numbers on our downloads. And they're like, cool, Holly. Like, yeah. they, they couldn't. It's. She I, had to eat her words, you guys. For those of you that are new, our amazing, amazing Facebook group listeners and podcast listeners um, put together this baby shower for Holly and sent all these gifts and like her I went over and her it was like floor to ceiling in gifts and her mom had to like fucking eat her words and she still really wouldn't like she still she (laughs) even like even when it's like my birthday and like all show like because I've said this before but like our community of Vanderpump friends in our Facebook group like they are better friends to me than my own family and like for like my birthday or for Ronnie's birthday like anything like they always are like happy birthday like I want I wish that that was public so I could share it so my family could see like oh like I have like 230 people saying happy birthday or whatever you know it's like oh so annoying one day like when I make it on watch what happens live then she'll eat her words mothers did you see my email about our friend and her mother's comment you guys we have this friend and her mom is just like just and she's her and her daughter are thin very thin yes um but you know they're my friend's mother you know she's older but she's teeny tiny probably 100 pounds so she expects everyone else to be 100 pounds she's like an almond mom yes and my friend is very, very thin, and her daughter had addiction issues. And so we are quite happy that if she's not 90 pounds, we are thrilled. She's extremely healthy looking. The, the, yes. the, the whole thing is just like gross. So, anyway, so she's like, they were over at Easter, and she's like, um, honey, did those. Uh, yoga pants I got you for Christmas fit and she goes no grandma she's like do you have their receipt so I could exchange them for a bigger size she's like well and they were having Easter dinner she's like maybe you just shouldn't have that second piece of pie and then you wouldn't need the receipt <laughs> like and I guess there was this other friend lady there like an 82 year old lady named Mary and she's like Diane that is not how we speak to our children and um, Lauren's like, thanks, Mary. Like, she just met her. She's like, thanks, Mary. Yeah. Like, horrible. Like, maybe you shouldn't have that second piece of pie. Oh. It's Easter. Like, fuck you, lady. Like, like let her so enjoy sad. herself, like, dude. She's healthy and alive and yes. not dying of addiction. Like, can we all just celebrate? Yes. Hashtag, <laughs> but, yeah. he, he is risen, Diane. Come on. Fuck. 
gosh. So yeah, we could all we could all have I guess we can all have it worse or we all have it different. We all have our stories, I guess. Yeah, we sure do. Alright, well we'll get together our Patreon content for you guys and we'll release that soon and yeah. Anything else we missed once we watch it on the big screen. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Okie dokie. Alright, talk to you guys later. Okay. Thank you. Bye. Bye.